I'm Brett. And I'm Alyssa. And welcome to Strange History, the podcast where we talk about, you guessed it, Strange right. History. Oh. oh, did you want to say it? No, it's okay. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you positive? No, oh. but it's too late. Anyway, this week we'll be discussing a family of famous explorers. These large, burly gingers from the Baltic states were responsible for finding a lot of the modern world. Places like Greenland, Iceland, and even North America. You'll hear about how Vikings named things around them, about Norse encounters with the Native Americans, and we will even discuss, yes, for some reason, Catholics. Join us on this journey to the chilly coasts of Canada as we delve into the lives of Leif Erikson and his family. There's a lot, a lot of Norse and Icelandic words in this episode, so get ready for that because we don't we don't speak that. You do it a lot better than I do, though. Just because of just because of that sort of Germanic influence, I right. I'm gonna put a Spanish accent on everything because that's the only language I know how to speak beyond English. I want and you, I can't even do it that well. I want you right now to put the Spanish inflection on Leif Erikson's name. Right now. Right now. I don't think I can. I think my brain just shut off. Shame. <laughs> Episode 31, A Leaf of Faith. The boat would be placed upside down near the shore, as to keep the sea winds and the gulls away from them. Eventually, the gnar would be used as temporary housing, but that would not be for many more weeks. They'd been traveling for quite a while, crossing the ever-churning waters of the Atlantic. But surveying this strange land, you could only imagine the pride that the son of Eric the Red would feel. This land had been untouched by Europeans, and it would continue to be untouched for nearly a half a millennium before another would find it. On the coast of what is today believed to be Baffin Island, this Norse explorer would name his new land as Heliland, or the Land of Flat Rocks. It was named such because the ground was rocky, with numerous massive glaciers, and those rocks were all flat. It was not a suitable location for a colony or settlement of any kind. With a sigh, you could imagine the massive Norsemen screaming, Back to the boats! Then his 35 sailors would rig the ship down, raise the single mast, and shove off once again into the icy blue water. They would travel for many miles south, watching this new and strange land as it passed by them in shades of greens and browns. After several hours, another man would announce that land was approaching. They would land, and it was pleasant enough, with the soft white sands crunching under the boots of those heavy men. The man in charge, a head taller than the rest, boasting bright red hair and natural charisma, would assign this newly found land as Markland, or the Forest Land, because... In case you want to take a guess, there was a forest there. He was not very good at naming things. Content with two major discoveries in, like, a day, his men and he would sail out yet again, and eventually they would find a small island far, far to the south. The trees were tall and thick, the weather was warm, and the grass was full and green. A small stream with salmon for eating was discovered nearby, as was a massive clutch of sweet, juicy grapes. And what would a famous explorer, the first European man in North America, call this beautiful untamed wilderness, you might ask? 
Well, look around you. If you were like Leif Erikson, son of Eric the Red, son of Thorvald Asvaldson, you would name things based on things around you. If you were like Eric, however, you'd be coy and funny. After all, Eric the Red was the man who had found Iceland, a land that only contained about 11% ice. He was a funny guy. He had settled there and informed all of his friends in Norway about how the nice country was, with its fields and volcanoes and sandy beaches. Eventually, he would be exiled from Iceland. So he moved on and eventually settled on an island of icy peaks and desolate wastes. He called this Greenland. There was no green. Ever the jokester. So if you were as Eric, you might call your room bathroom land while being in a kitchen. If you were like his son Leif, you'd call things paper towel dispenser land, since that was the first thing in the kitchen you would see. So Leif, in his own special and very straightforward way, called this land Vinland, named after the many grapevines. Grapes were a precious commodity in this age and in this place. How could a culture make its wine without grapes? A small village would be settled here in Vinland, and Leif and his companions would take turns returning home, exploring, hunting, and the like. Tell us a little bit about Leif Erikson. Did you know he had a nickname? What's his nickname? Leif the Lucky. That's adorable. I thought so too. Um, he was born in Iceland. Uh, wow. Iceland. Jesus, Iceland. He was born in Iceland around 970 AD. He was the second son of Eric the Red. Um, and in his early life, there's sort of a lot of debate around it because a lot of what we're talking about, there's some history and some Norse legend. Pseudo history. Yeah. And so there's sort of eh, gray areas that we'll get into. So take it with a grain of salt, maybe, or just fully believe in the legend if you want. Um, his dad went to Greenland after being expelled from Iceland when, right before Leif was born, like 10 years or so. In the year 1000, Leif sailed from Greenland, where he'd been raised to Norway. This is where he served in the court of King Olaf I. Are you even going to try? I don't know. Try Goldson. Cool. Uh, he converted Leif from Norse paganism to Christianity, and then he commissioned Leif to return to Greenland to bring Christianity to the people there, which is what he did. When he was converting people to Christianity, he actually converted his mother, whose name I'm not going to say. Hjelhild. Cool. Um, she's the one who actually built the first church in Greenland, which was at... Um, Bratehild. Incredible, which was actually Eric the Red's estate, which is what makes this so much better because Eric stayed a Norse pagan, even though his wife and um, I think all of his sons converted to Christianity. And um, because Eric didn't convert, his wife was like, Cool, I guess we're not having sex then. And that was that. Gaslight Queen. Tr truly. Um, while he was in Greenland, he sort of learned the lay of the land around him from an Icelander named... I can't do this. <laughs> um, Bjarni Hjörlfsson? Cool. Let's just call him Barney. Yeah, Barney works. So some people say that this is how Leif heard about Vinland before it was Vinland. Barney had landed there 14 years before Leif, or so they say. And so this makes it sound like Leif sailed there on purpose rather than getting forced off course by the weather. 
because some sources say he was trying to go to Greenland, but then got steered off course. I don't know. And landed in... In... Like, leaving Iceland. Hold up. To go to Greenland. I've got to Google Earth this. Okay. Sailed off course and landed in the North American continent. Somewhere around modern-day Canada. Yeah, like Nova scotia S area. Okay, so... But then some people think he did it on purpose. Either way, he was the first European to set foot on the shores of North America, unless you believe that that um, Barney guy was there before Leaf. Right. Which... Or at least he might have sailed past it. Maybe not, like, landed-landed, but... Okay, so he left Norway, right? Mm -hmm. And he goes to Greenland or Iceland first? Oh, he was going back and forth between Norway and Greenland, sorry. Okay, and he got so blown Norway, off Greenland, course. Norway, going back to Greenland. But as he was from Norway to Greenland, got weather forced off of course and landed in. It is a straight shot from Norway to Greenland. He'd have to miss that entire subcontinent to get over into the place that he got to. This is amazing. I fucking love this so much. Do you have anything else for me? I mean, I can keep going. Yeah, there's a little bit. Okay, go for it. Um, so after Eric the Red died, which I'll talk about more later. I'm doing this so out of order, but it's all right. Leif then became chief of the Greenland settlement, more specifically like the Eastern settlement. That's where his dad was. And one of his son, Thorgils, was actually sent to Greenland by his mother, who Leif was not married to. So he was like an illegitimate son, sort of. Um, wasn't very popular. No one really liked him. Eventually, Leif passed around 1020, 1025, and his other son, Thorkel Leifson, because I love these goddamn fucking last names, let me tell you, became chief after Leif died. Um, and then no one really knows a whole lot about his descendants. Should I also talk about this part? Not yet. Okay. We'll get to that part. And then I can also talk about all his siblings. We'll next. talk, I, I mentioned Thorvald, so we'll talk about him when I get to him. Okay. Okay, do you have anything else about Leaf? About Leaf? Nope. Okay. I am going to talk about Vinland. Vinland is an area that may or may not have ran between the St. Lawrence River and New Brunswick, or perhaps more. The reason we know that this is the solid concrete location, somewhere between St. Lawrence and New Brunswick, is because of the practice of fermenting berries and grapes into meads and wines. Specifically mentioned in the old sagas was butternut. Butternut does not grow south of the St. Lawrence River or north of what is modern-day New Brunswick. Like the squash? Yes. Okay. It's very area-specific, at least in this portion of Canada. Okay. The area between those two areas was the southern and northernmost locations in which you could find both grapes and butternut. So we know it was there. The Norsemen wintered in Vinland, and then they left just as quickly as they came. They would take grapes, wheat, animals, fur, lumber, and other things back to King Olaf, the man who had asked Leif to spread Christianity to various Viking era settlements. He would be amazed at the things he would see, but this really wouldn't be all. Vinland, a new place to explore, would be visited again. 
not only by Leif Erikson, but by his father, Eric, as well. And they would report some of the most amazing things. There were people there. They didn't discover this new land, and they were very, very up-to-date with that information. This was not a discovery. The Vikings knew you could discover something that had already been discovered. This new land was already populated with various different people, whole tribes and whole civilizations, and the Norse were originally very happy to meet them. Despite the badass warrior attitude of the Vikings, they were traitors more than they were warriors. They called these people the Skellig, which means the Screaming Ones. And they gave the Native Americans a unified name for all the tribes they encountered. The Norsemen would meet and interact with members of various different tribes, including what are now known as the Inuit, an old civilization that's no longer with us called the Beothuk, and the Algonquin. These civilizations would trade, and many Norse items are still found in old native villages even to present date. Many villages were established in the late 1900 or the late 900s and the early thousands, but most would be abandoned by 1350. The Norse influences, though, would live on. The majority of these old Norse villages would be found near fjords, as well as because Vikings traveled with dogs, cats, and various types of livestock. They didn't want to move super duper far inland because their main source of transportation were dragon boats, and they couldn't always move upriver. So they'd just find a nice place on the coast and be like, oh, we live here now. Now, eventually, Leif would leave. His brother would arrive in Vinland to replace him, and his name was Thorvald Eriksson. And he would settle for the winter in his brother's old camp. And there he would meet the native people of this land. Do you want to mention a little bit about Thorvald there? Do you not talk about what... Oh, yeah, the, we talked about this, right. Um, so Thorvald was his younger brother. I think that's how I feel. Yeah. It was Thorstein, Leif, Thorvald. Sure. Um, most of what we found is about his voyages, and that's um, after Leif and their other brother, Thorstein, returned from Vinland. Then he went... Over, so he took one ship, I think 35 men, and then sort of settled for a little bit. After only being there for a very short period of time, they found three uh, natives spying on him. Interesting. That's a discrepancy than what I found. What did you find? I found that they found nine natives sleeping under one of their boats. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I found that the that they found three of them spying. Interesting. And then they didn't do anything. They were just attacked by the natives. Oh, see, that's another discrepancy. Because in the source I used, which I pulled right out the Vinland Saga, they found these eight or these nine natives sleeping under skin canoes, and the Vikings were just like, people, we like people, let's kill them. And just killed eight of them. And then left the ninth guy leave because they thought that he would just warn his people of these big, scary Viking raiders. And I guess this dude went back and was like, you know what we should do? We should kill those guys. We should take hundreds of people and just whip the shit out of them. And that is what happened. And then there's even more discrepancy because, so as they're they're fighting, right, the natives are using 
bow and arrows. Right. And Thorvald gets shot. And you found something different than I found. I did. I found that he was shot in the armpit. The source I found said he was shot in the eye. Right. So again, this is that gray area of like legend and right history. And either way, he died. <laughs> no matter if he was shot in the armpit or in the eye, he, he died. And his um, men buried him where he had told them he wanted to build his home, which I thought was very sweet. Um, he was the first European to be killed on American soil, or somewhere around where Boston is now. Interesting. Yeah, down in like the Cape areas. Now, this is where there would be a clear line in the sand drawn between the two brothers and their actions. The fear of these strange European men with swords and axes and furs would terrify their na the natives. And this old Viking village would just become abandoned. It would not be touched by the inhabitants of North America out of mostly just fear. I mean, despite the fact that one way or another, these Vikings probably did end up instigating this. You have to remember, Native Americans would have never seen these guys before. These are strange men with strange things crawling out of the oceans. This would be terrifying. Like, just imagine you're chilling at, like, Virginia Beach. And all of a sudden, some guy walks out of the water and he's got, like, a fucking laser gun. It would be terrifying. Eventually, that little Viking village would fall into a state of ruin, and it would completely disappear. Time would progress, and as Leif and his kin and his friends passed away, the idea of a land far to the west would become absolutely absurd. People would forget about the large, red-headed, kind, and wise man of only 30 years old and his explanation of the unknown world. As the machine of time would move forward, so too would technology and people. Christopher Columbus would sail the ocean blue in 1492, and he would find this new world as well. Can, what? Can I say something? What? He didn't land on the North American no. continent. He landed in the Caribbean. And I feel like a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. He landed in what's now the Dominican Republic. Yeah. But everybody thinks that he just landed and then, in and America. And then eventually he like popped up to like... Like Florida. Yeah. But he was in the fucking Dominican yeah. Republic. Found North America my ass. Found North America my ass. Ooh. <laughs> there were Fuck Christopher Columbus. That's for awesome. many reasons. <laughs> now, there were many stories out of Greenland and Norway of the already discovered discovery. But what were the words of savages to the might of Spain? Their stories were regarded as just that stories and legends folklore even by americans and canadians who would grow to occupy this newfound land see what i did there see what i did there this would change in 1960 with the discovery of a viking village in les meadows this village would hold many artifacts that would date back to the early years of the 1000s matching to the time period in which the ericsons would have been in the area just last year in 2021 Wood sampled from the village would be carbon dated to the year 1026, also in the general time frame. The technology that would have been there, that we have found in this UNESCO World Heritage Site, were things not used by Native Americans. 
there was steel plating. There was evidence of blacksmithing, evidence of boat craft. This was a huge, huge city, which is amazing because the Ericsons didn't make a whole city. They had a small trading post, maybe 300 people. This is a whole fucking city of Vikings in this Viking age. The Norsemen kept records of these events, but there were also some issues today that means there was a lot of speculation. Firstly, Greenland was, interestingly enough, a Christian country, and they answered to the Vatican. Well, who did that? The Vatican was in contact with Greenland and have records of being in communication with Markland territories until the year 410. And then contact just stopped. And they did not hear from Greenland or Markland for 80 years. Just nothing. At all. Convenient cover-up? Maybe. Maybe. No missions were attempted. Despite the fact that these two countries that were so pro Vatican just disappeared. The Pope was like, ah, forget about it, and just didn't do a thing. Just nothing. So again, fucking convenient. A lot can go missing in 400 years. And today it's generally accepted as absolute fact that Leif Erikson was the first European to set foot in modern-day North America, although the extent of his travel is still unknown. We don't know how much of North America the Vikings actually explored. Runestones have been found in Minnesota. A runestone was found here in goddamn Braxton County, like back in 2016. They pulled it out of the river like a mile and a half away from this house. We don't know. There have been found, because everywhere the Vikings went for aesthetic purposes and worship to the North Pantheon, they would build carrions. You know, the little rock stacks. You can find those everywhere. Even today in places that people haven't explored. Just stacks of Viking rocks. You can find runestones carved in everywhere. There are cave drawings that the Native Americans have done depicting men in boats. That's not a thing. That wasn't a thing. People didn't travel by boat. Long distances, anyway. Had to be Vikings. Convenient cover-up? I think so. I'm fully, fully convinced. And I'm a huge history nerd. I'll admit it. But I'm fully fucking convinced that the Pope was like, Oh, the Spanish man found a continent? We'll make all the evidence of everyone else disappear. Christopher Columbus wasn't Spanish. He was sent by Spain. He was sent by Spain, but that's only because Italy told him no. He was sent by Spain. I'm calling him Spanish. He He did this for the Spanish crown. He was Italian. I know. I know he did it for Isabel Ferdinand. I know. You're talking to a fucking Spanish major. You think I don't know this? The entire history of Spain and Latin America. It's him. They covered it up. But it's he's a cover not up. Spanish. Do you know what his name in Spanish is, though? What? Cristobal Colón. It's disgusting. It is. It sounds. It sounds nasty. It sounds like a pub sandwich. <laughs> it's, a con- it's a cover up. It's and a conspiracy. Oh yeah, for sure. Solely because when these people went, when the Ericsons went, and and more Vikings after them or before them or whatever, however you want to believe the legends, they didn't really bring anything back that was useful in the way that Christopher Columbus bringing a bunch of gold back was. Yeah. That's what the I difference mean, is. The Vikings brought... They didn't fucking take shit. The Vikings brought back things that were necessary to survival because Greenland doesn't have shit. Greenland was good for growing stuff, 
but um, Vinland was good for wood. Right. And they didn't have wood no. in Greenland. A lot of what the Vikings used to build their longboats and to build their hulls would have came from a source of lumber. And the fact that you can find their cities today with wood types that you can only find in North America is just proof that these guys were running a log business. They were rednecks. Logging. Convince me they're not. They were loggers. They were lumberjacks. They were lumberjacks. That's all it was. They wore flannel. I can almost guarantee it. Talk about the rest of his people. He's got the some. Rest of his people. He's got some siblings and. Yeah, I got two more siblings and his dad. Okay, let's hear about this because I think the entire family were explorers, weren't they? Mostly. Um. Yeah. There's. Uh, Thorstein doesn't really have a whole lot about him, and the daughter Freydis is that your name? Freydis. Freydis. Eric Stolder. She's. I, there's a lot. There's a lot. I just love your mustache, man. Thank it you. is so defined. You look so mature with that. Thanks, man. Upkeep is a bit of a struggle, but I do it for the vibes. Upkeep? You know, I actually have some stuff that can help with that. Have you heard of the beard struggle? Oh, you mean the thing I deal with every day? No, the company. The Beard that... Struggle is a company dedicated to the growth and preservation of beards. They offer a long range of products from oils and bombs to butters, shampoos, heated brushes, and even growth bottles. It wasn't in the script, but that does sound wonderful, but... Conditions, rollers, cologne! Brad, I... Go check out all the cool stuff over on thebeardstruggle.com and use coupon code STRANGE at checkout for 15% off your order. 15% with the code STRANGE? <laughs> I do like saving. Once more, that's thebeardstruggle.com and apply coupon code STRANGE at checkout for 15%. That's code STRANGE. Build yourself a better, stronger beard. So after Thorvald was the first European to be killed in American soil, um, Thorstein, his older brother, was tasked with going to get his brother's body. But we don't know if he ever made it. Because. So they left, I think in the winter, to go. And they were, like, gone and then came back in, like, the summer. No, they left in the summer, were gone the whole summer, came back in the winter. Sorry, I got it backwards. But, like, it was kind of like they just went around and came back. That's what it seemed like. Like, because he didn't have anything with him. They just drove around the block? Kind of. But then another source says that he did bring back his body and that he was buried. And, like, had, like, a proper... But we don't know. Burial, because he was Christian. Yeah, we don't know. And then um, when after he came back that winter, he died. Thorstein did. Just, so it was there was a big um, epidemic that hit mm. multiple times in the winter in Greenland. So horrible. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna come back to her. We're gonna talk about Eric the Red or Eric Thorvaldson. Thorvaldson. Yeah. I love the naming strategy here. It's literally just the first name of the dad and then if you were son or daughter and I just can't mentally handle that. What's your dad's name? 
his uh, first name is Michael. Alyssa. Michael's Michael daughter. Yeah. Alyssa Michael's daughter. What would you be? Um. You've... Bradley Robertson. Oh, okay. Which is really not that bad. No. Or Steveson. Steveson. Which again, not that bad. No, mine's not that bad at all. Yeah. You know, if you were my dad, you would be Robert Samuelson. Oh, my dad's name. My dad's dad's name. My grandpa's name was Creed. Creedson. Creedson. That's badass. He'd be Michael Creedson. That's badass. Yeah. Um, my great great oh, grandfather. Keep <laughs> going back. Was Sida. So your name would be Cytosin, which sounds like, like an antipsychotic yeah. medication. Yeah. Which is probably what that side of the family and needed. Then my mom would be Lita Stanley daughter, whatever, because her dad's name was Stanley. Stanley's daughter. Stanley's daughter. <laughs> I love this so much. This is phenomenal naming system. <laughs> anyway, Eric did a lot. And this also goes back. Never mind. I don't know what I was gonna say there. This is it's it. Th this is complicated. There's no set timeline for any of this. <laughs> so this Eric, happened sometime in human history. So Eric was born around 950 AD, which means he was popping out kids in his 20s. Which, as someone in their 20s with no children, I can't believe. Uh, when, but also, this is a time period when you don't need a job. You can just cut some wood, shoot a deer. I know. I, I understand that. Life was different in 950. When Eric was 10, his father Thorsvald. Um, as Valderson was exiled from Norway for manslaughter. Oh. Um, this will happen again, don't you fret. The family then settled in Iceland, and Eric got his nickname because of his red hair and his beard that he developed as he got a little bit older, so Eric the Red, duh. Um, sometime after his father died, he married his wife. Um, do we need a name check? <laughs> I just can't say it. Uh we literally said it earlier. Yeah, it's fine. We'll, <laughs> we'll call her Terry. And they moved to... Hockadale? Hockadale. Hockadale. Which he called Ericsted. Ericsted. Because of course he did. Um, everything was pretty chill for a bit. They had four children, Leif, Thorvald, Thorstein, and Freydis. And Freydis originally didn't know she was legitimate or illegitimate. She's theirs. I don't know why. There was some discrepancy there. In 90... In 980 AD, Eric's servants, slaves, thralls, whatever you want to call them, accidentally caused a landslide on his neighbor's farm. <laughs> accidentally, huh? Yeah, and um, Valhoff's friend, so Valhoff was the neighbor, Valhoff's friend, Eholf the Fowl, killed all these slaves. What a name. Yeah. Could you imagine being such a bad person that they just started calling you the Fowl? Yeah, so he killed all these slaves, and so Eric was like, cool. And killed him and some other guy whose name... Holmgang Harfren. Yes. We'll just call him H.H. H. Holmes. So then Eric was banished from Eriksted, and he moved his family to another part of Iceland. Phenomenal. Yeah, he went He went up north. <laughs> so, so this then, guy's just going around killing people. So then two years later, he got into an argument with a neighbor about something. I, could, I don't remember what it was. So then he just killed that, that guy's two sons. <laughs> And so then they put him on trial and they exiled him for three years for murder. So they just, what's it take to get executed? I mean, At this point in history, this motherfucker's killed like eight people in the span of a year. Yeah. So then they moved to Greenland and he's the one who named Greenland. Because it was icy. 
Um, and he, he thought if it had an inviting name, more people would want to go there. Charming. And so from 983 to 985, he just sort of went back and forth a lot um, from Greenland and Iceland. Um, obviously not Norway because he was his, his whole family wasn't allowed to come back to Norway. Um, and as he was going around to these different places, especially parts of Greenland, he was naming them, of course. Um, so we have Eriksi, which is just Eriks Island, or Eriksfjord, which is Eriksfjord. Um, He's so creative. Yeah. In four sailing seasons, I don't know what a sailing season is, but in four sailing seasons, he sailed over 6,000 miles. That is impressive. Yes. It's one of the, like, longest, like, it's a lot. Um, the sailing season is from the 15th of November to the 30th of February. Okay, so in four of those, he did 6,000 miles. I wonder how many nautical miles that is. Uh, he did go back to Iceland, like I mentioned. He sort of went back and forth. But one time that he went back to Iceland in, like, 984, I believe, um, was to get, like, a group of people to colonize Greenland. So that's what they did. They took 25, uh, he went out and brought 25 ships from Iceland to Greenland. They only lost 11. Not bad. So 14 still made it. Uh, that's when they established two colonies, east, the Eastern Settlement and the Western Settlement. Uh, the Eastern Settlement is where Eric built his um, Brattahild? Yep. Uh, which is where he became chieftain of this settlement, and he was very respected and incredibly wealthy, of course. And then, like we mentioned earlier, one thing that Greenland didn't have was wood. And so the voyage that Leif went on to what he later called Vinland, Eric was supposed to go with him. Uh, right what? before they were getting ready to leave. Dun, literally dun, dun. Minutes, minutes before they were getting ready to leave. Eric's horse tripped a little, stumbled. Which so was he, a bad omen. So he stayed home. Could you, I, I love, I wouldn't, I would love to be able to get out of work like that. Right. Like, oh no, sorry, can't come to work. I hydroplane just a little bit. My dog, my dog tripped. Sorry. Well, I feel like if your dog's tripped, your house would collapse. Oh yeah, they would. If you if y'all don't know, two Saint Bernards. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love that you had to include that. Thank you. Um, some sources don't know how Eric died. One said he died around the year one thousand after falling off of his horse. Um, and another one said he died in 1002 when more colonists came to Greenland. They brought an epidemic with them, and it killed a lot of people that winter, including Eric. So he either fell off a horse or got sick. I mean, it's kind of the same thing, isn't it? I guess, especially back then. And then I'm going to go back to Freydes, Eric's daughter. 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 Um, it's the names. So uh, she actually went with Leif to Finland. Don't know if you know that. I did not. She was always portrayed as strong. Okay, so no, she was a shield maiden. Yeah, no matter what the story was, she was always strong. All the siblings got along pretty great, right? And even some sources say that she was pregnant when she went to Finland. And, oh. Yeah, but she was just, she was like, I'm going to go. Fuck, fuck you guys. I'm, 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 I'm big shit. I'm going. So there was an instance when um, 
Leif and his men almost got into a little skirmish, the Native Americans in the area. Um, I guess one of his guys ran out of the woods just screaming for presumably no reason. I don't know. Maybe he saw a bear for the first time in his life. Who knows? And this made the natives think that this was a war cry. Since, like you mentioned earlier, they called them... The screaming ones. The screaming ones. Skellig. The natives thought that this was a war cry. So, all these natives get together and start charging this little Viking village, if you will. And this is where the story gets a little... Um, a, a little PG-13. So, as all these Viking men are fleeing, because they don't want to fight these natives, they have no... Nothing happened. Nothing was going on, right? right? Freitas is standing there like, are you kidding me? Grab your weapons, grab your swords. What are you doing? We need to fight these people. Hello? She walks over to, I guess, where this Viking, this Viking's dead body was, picks up his sword, brandishes the sword. When the natives get to her, she just shows her breasts. She drops her top? She Yeah. <laughs> she shows her breasts. Puts the sword, like, up to her chest and just screams in her native language. And the natives are like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, then they just left. and then that was it. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is the original Titty Tuesday. <laughs> um, And then there's more about her that sort of, so that sort of, like, strong warrior will do anything for her people, right? This one's kind of shitty. Okay. So... Uh, she was staying in Vinland at her, I think, I don't know if she had her own house or it was, I don't know. But she was staying there with her husband, right? And. Oh, so she was married. Yeah, she was married. Oh, interesting. I wonder how he took to the whole flash and a whole civilization thing. Well, just wait until you see what she said about him. Waiting. So she had gone back to Vinland without her brothers, right? Um, so that would have been Thorstein and. Right. Leaf at the time. She allegedly wanted to plunder the riches of the land without her brothers. So what she did was she gathered some men up, specifically these two brothers. So not her brothers, but these two guys. Two other guys. Who happened to be brothers, right? And I guess some, like, shit went down and she was being a little bit too greedy and they felt like they were betrayed and so they were trying to plot revenge she was in bed one night and literally just like woke up and got up to go meet them because they were going to talk about trading ships. But when she got there, they just beat the fuck out of her. Not good. For revenge. And then she just went home because she was fine. <laughs> she got her ass handed to her by two men and was like, you know what? Gotta go sleep it off. Yeah. And as she got into bed, her feet were wet and cold. And this woke up her husband. And he was like, why are your feet wet and Accurate. cold? Like, what the fuck? And she told him what happened, and he was, like, kind of upset. He was like, well, why didn't you take me with you? And she's like, well, you're a coward. You're not going to stand up for me. That's what she called him. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so he got pissed. And he was like, oh, I'm not going to fucking stand up for you? Okay. And so he gathered a bunch of men, went to these brothers' house, and just killed them and all of their crew. Shit. And said, you think I wasn't going to stand up for you? And then she showed up and was like, you didn't kill the women. And they're like... These men are looking around like, we're not going to kill these women. And she's like, well, fuck, I will. Grabbed an axe, killed five of them. Jesus Christ. And then all of them just agreed to never talk about it again. Oh, my God. But then her brothers found out and just banished her from her home. 
and she lived a life of seclusion after that. What's it take to get executed? (laughs) But that's a legend, and it may or may not be true. My personal headcanon is that it happened. (laughs) We need more badass female figures in history. We need more of this. I mean, not so much the gaslighting your husband into committing homicide, but... I mean, she also committed... She also committed homicide. Yeah. I love it. I love it so much. I just love that they're like, we're not going to talk about this again. And her brother still found out. Yeah. And, and they were like, get out. Are you kidding? Leave. Yeah. So I wanted to save her for last. Thank you. Because that was... I read that and I was like, oh. Thank you. I needed we're this. We're showing titties and killing bitches. Cool, cool. I needed the thing. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So that was... um. Oh, one more thing I didn't get to talk about because you wanted me to save it. Ah, Can yes. I talk about it now? Yes. Oh my god, let me go back up. Okay, so... Leif Erikson has a day. What he does has he? a day. <laughs> if you ask Spongebob, or at least the narrator of Spongebob, Leif Erikson Day is not real. It's a made-up holiday, according to Spongebob. According to Spongebob. It was a great episode. In we ni- watched it before this episode. We did. In 1925, in honor of the 100th anniversary of the arrival of the Norwegian immigrants to the U.S., so not nothing to do with what we talked about, right. just an influx of Norwegian immigrants, uh, President Calvin Coolidge made an announcement um, stating that Leif Erikson had been the first European to discover America. Not Christopher Columbus, not anybody else. It was Leif Erikson. That was all I said. Moved on. Um, In September of 1964, Congress approved a public resolution that authorized President Lyndon B. Johnson to declare October 9th Leif Erikson Day. And this episode comes out on, not the 9th of September. I don't know why I keep thinking that. Getting my dates messed up. But a couple weeks before. So on Sunday, October 9th, 2022, celebrate Leif Erikson Day by... Discovering a new continent? It's not really discovering. You said it That's yourself. true. That's true. Just finding a new area. Go on an adventure. Do something. something. Go to a place you've never been in your area. Yeah. I wear, feel like that'd be a solid. Wear a little Viking helmet, maybe. Nice little orange beard. Yeah. I feel like he'd appreciate it. I feel like he... I feel like this man would be looking down from heaven because he was Christian. And he'd be like, these people are good. They are still exploring. Because I feel like that's important. Do something that Leif Erikson would be proud of. Exactly. Make Leif Erikson your role model for the rest of your life. Do, or, W-W-L-E, <laughs> or L-E-D, what would Leif Erikson do? <laughs> I struggled for that. That was, yeah, that was rough. I, I was not prepared. No. That's what happens when we ad lib. When there's not a script. <laughs> and Brad gets to talk. Vikings and fuck Christopher Columbus. And fuck Christopher Columbus. Yeah. Today's September 23rd. Boy, do we have some fun events for you. All of mine were found just by me. Brad. Alyssa left me in charge of this one until she decided to, to participate participate so let's do the thing surrender said a british captain to john paul jones an american ship captain in 1779 
His response is now famous, etched in the walls of history. Why? I haven't even started to fight you yet. The exact quote being, I have not yet begun to fight. Jones would fight off the British, off their own coast for four hours, and would win. This was the first time the British Navy ever lost to the Americans. He fought three ships with just one, managed to kick their asses, and just kept kicking their asses. In 1869, a young girl named Mary would be born in Ireland. She would eventually move to the United States and became an asymptomatic carrier of typhoid, gaining the nickname of Typhoid Mary. She would infect 51 people, and three would die. In 1889, the Nintendo Company would be formed in Japan. The original Nintendo Company made playing cards long before the release of their first video game, Donkey Kong, which would push Nintendo to the forefront for modern gaming and electronics. And today, in 1909, you can find a new book in your local library. It's the story of a disfigured musical genius who lives alone in an opera house, wrote by famous French author Gaston Leroux. That's right. It's the Phantom of the Opera. You're so loud. I'm excited. I like things. It's my favorite musical. I didn't know you had a favorite musical. Yes, the Phantom of the Opera. I've watched it like many, many times. I have the entire entire soundtrack downloaded on Spotify. You want to hear something that's going to break your heart? What? I've never seen it. I don't give a shit. (laughs) Okay. I'm uncultured. I have a sad one. Because, of course, I have a sad one. But then I'll, I'll, I'll fix it. I have a happy-ish funny one after that. Happy-ish? Yeah. In uh, 1941, the first gas experiments were conducted at Auschwitz. To learn more about Nazi experimentation, you can go back and you can wa- listen to episode three of the podcast where I talk about that. Dark science. Dark science. That's actually really popular. It really is. That and the first episode are like the ones everybody listens to. And I don't know why people just skip over that second episode. Anyway, in 1952, Nixon made his infamous checkers speech, claiming that their cocker spaniel was a political gift. So he had got uh, $18,000 from his political supporters while he was um, like campaigning and running for vice president. And he had allegedly used it for personal use. And so he's talking about how he didn't use it for personal. He's like talking about how he pays his taxes and the car that he owns is old. And he's breaking down all the shit that he pays for, right? And like the money that he makes and then he didn't use it for political reasons. And then he was like, another thing I should probably let y'all know, because um, if I don't tell you, they're they're going to let you know. Um, a man down in Texas heard Pat on the radio, Pat, his wife, uh, on the radio mentioned that our two youngsters would like to have a dog. And believe it or not, the day we left before this campaign trip, we got a message from Union Station in Baltimore saying that they had a package for us. We went down to get it, and you know what it was? A little cocker spaniel dog in a crate that he had sent all the way from Texas, black and white spotted, and our little girl, Tr- Trisha, named uh, it Checkers. And they said, he goes... And I just want to say this right now, that regardless of what they say about it, we are going to keep it. (laughs) How is that a political gift? I mean, I guess so, but like... But did he keep the dog? Yes. Okay. He did keep the dog. At least he's honest. There, anyway. It's very very common for every U.S. president to have a dog, except... One. 
one. Anyway, that was today in history. September 23rd. September 23rd. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Strange History. We hope you had fun talking about Vikings and the first European to land in North America. Okay, you didn't have to yell it. I know it's in all caps, but Jesus Christ. (laughs) Instead of having to wait two weeks for our next episode, we're going to torture ourselves. And you're only (laughs) going to have to wait one week. We're going to be starting our weekly spooky episodes on September 30th. And that's going to run all the way through October. So, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. That's at Stranger Number Four History for all the latest updates and get ready for spooky season with us. So exciting. Uh, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, Amazon, or really wherever your ears are listening. And of course, always enjoy the strange, weird things that make us us. us.